Satnam, I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. Good evening. That's a meditation that Yogi Bhajan gave us. I just taught a, um, a level two course in Seattle and um, it's a vitality and stress. And one of the things that Yogi Bhajan said is that anxiety is stress without a moment. Anxiety is stress without a moment. Because stress is a constant. Stress is a universal constant. Tension, pressure, stress, and friction are universal constants. And when you don't give stress a moment, then you are going to be anxious. And the way you get, give stress a moment is that you disengage the two-dimensional brain in the head and deeply engage the multi-dimensional brain in the heart. Because the heart doesn't think, it beats. So when you're one, two, one, two, one, two, one, one, two, and you gotta do this. That's very important. He, he said, you've gotta, you've, gotta, you've, gotta, you've gotta stop all rhythm and be okay with that. And then boom, 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 boom. Your head gets crazy and your beat gets weird. So when you stop using the brain here to lead everything, then you're able to come into that rhythm point in which you give, you give stress a moment. Because this is stressful. You're stressing, you're pressuring, you're creating friction. My apology to those of you in shorts, because we did it for 31 minutes in, this, uh, in the level two, and people were grabbing their shawls and putting them over their legs, because after a while, your legs start to sting, you know, like, and your hands start to sting. So they were figuring out all different ways of clapping without making it as continuous. So that's what we were doing there. It's, it takes this and creates this because today's uh, psychosis, global psychosis, global collective psychosis is caused by maximized head and no heart. Because you don't do the things that are being done in today's world with your, if you have heart. You only do that if you have a two-dimensional head which is the way the, the head brain is, is two-dimensional. You only do it when you're just governed by that uh, head brain. And so today's situation is not a, is not a, um, is not a verdict or a judgment on 
a person or a group of people or a particular um, philosophy of people. Today's circumstance is a demonstration of we better show up. Those of higher authority have to show up. We have to show up in all different ways. We have to show up artistically. We have to show up logistically. We have to show up in the educational system. We've got to show up in the economic system. We've got to show up in all the different ways that we have found ourselves uh, functioning. We have to show up as parents. We have to show up as children. We have to show up we have to show up. We have to show up as friends. Yeah. It was a long time to be gone, I felt. It was like 17 days, I think. And um, involved in that was a week of men's camp. And we had, um, we filled the camp. We, we've exceeded our limit population in this one camp, so now we're going to find another camp. And we'll probably have double the numbers next year. It's going to be, we had 75, and we'll have probably about 150 next year. Um, it's remarkable, um, gentlewomen, um, how we relate to each other when you're not present. <laughs> because you cause us to compete. And I don't mean aggressively, and I don't mean um, overtly. The feminine energy causes the masculine energy to covertly compete. It is true in every species. And so when we are not competing with each other as men, we are so compassionate. We find our ability to open up like you gentle women do all the time, because that's your very nature. But our nature is to be jerks. <laughs> and so we do that quite well. And um, so men's camp every year is, I've been doing it now for 15 years, and it's, it's, um, it's really a relief to experience. I mean, guys came in on Harley hogs, you know. <laughs> and they left on their Harleys, but in a much different state of grace. And so um, it was a good it was a good time. And then um, what is taking place in the world today is that there is this um, neglect for authority and this is because we have pretty much exhausted 
the false nature of human nature. And now what we have to get to is, let me see if I can fix this here. And now what we have to get to is the accurate nature of nature itself. And that means that there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance in not only the yin and the yang, yang being that masculinity, that projection, and yin being that reception, that femininity, in which there is a total equality. But there also has to be an equality between the lower evolutionary cycles of humanity, which are showing up abundantly, and the higher authorities of human nature. And the reason we're not showing up yet is because we don't believe that we have the right to. We don't believe that we have the authority to. And there's a song in a great movie, and I use this example often, so if you've heard it before, just laugh as if it's new. <laughs> but there's a song in a, in a film, and the film's called Sing Street, S-I-N-G, Sing Street. It's a little Irish film. And it says, life, take a hold of the wheel like you own it, and drive it like you stole it. I once asked Yogi Bhajan, who made you a master? Who told you that you were a master? And he jumped into my face. And I don't know if you've ever experienced someone jump into your face, but he put his nose against my nose and then spoke at the top of his voice. It's like, it's like, I just asked a simple question. I was very grateful he had brushed his teeth that morning. <laughs> it was that close, it was that intimate, you know? Why do you, I mean, this thing's like in, you know, one of those movies that they do that total distortion of the voice, you know, it sounds like it's coming from the omnipresent cosmos. Why did you ask such a stupid question? And then he backs up and waits for my response. Now, how do you respond to why did you ask such a stupid question? <laughs> I mean, do you give a reason? Because <laughs> it's, it's, what is it, double jeopardy, right? <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? And so I just stared at him, you know, with total disbelief. And I can remember, I was like 23 years old. And he was 39, looked like that picture back there. And I just looked at him with total disbelief. And he said, I am a master. When you decide you are too, I welcome you. 
Well, now I was certain that it was just a complete moment of insanity that I had imagined, you know, because that's not how we were told, is it? It's bequeathed by the bequeather, and the bequeather bequeaths to the bequeathed. <laughs> you know, right? Then, I hereby do endow you to be ha <laughs> And so at men's camp, we had sign language for that. And I got them started in the first five minutes of class, and the sign language was that. <laughs> But you gotta do it with a big smile on your face. It's like, ah. <laughs> you remember last year? Yeah, we did the same thing, right? Because you have to break, you have to break those old, entrenched, classic sense of how things are supposed to be where generations upon generations upon generations of repression have given us the impression that we are meaningless. And then they had this thing called spirituality in which you are to be egoless. So if you're egoless because ego is the glue that holds soul in body, and you can't hold your soul in your body and your soul is abandoning in you and so you are operating basically, and I don't say this in its actuality, but you're operating without a lot of soul. You're operating without a lot of heart. You're operating without a lot of glory. You're operating without a lot of courage because core is the heart. You're operating without a lot of will and a lot of willingness to make a mistake so you can take it again and give yourself a forgiveness so that you can give yourself forward. And all of those things that empower you have been discarded and disregarded throughout the centuries because of a hierarchy that doesn't exist, but it exists in human nature. But it's not natural. There's an order. There's an organization to things. But there is no hierarchy. Your brain might think that it's more important than your stomach. But remove your stomach and your brain will be begging for a new one. We work together, all of nature. And the human being is the only creature in denial of this truth. And the most corrupt is the male, the human male. Because the womb man, the woman, the womb Man is the future. And this freaks the man out. <laughs> the man is just the now. Man means now. It also means the brain. 
the brain-mind connection. The brain-mind connection can only be connected if there is presence, if there is a state of now. Otherwise, your brain is not accessing the mind, it's accessing an opinion. Either its own opinion or the opinion of somebody else, OPO, other people's opinion. And so the man is never man. The man is never in now because the man is so concerned about the future. The womb man, the woman, is not concerned about the future because she is the future. And so the man believes that the womb man has this unfair advantage. So what does the man do? The man takes advantage in order to suppress what the man considers to be the unfair advantage. And that's how the man destroys the future of the human. And that's what we've done. That's what we're doing. We're destroying our future. We're destroying the possibility of a future. And we've got about on the, on the clock of what they call the clock of the long now. On the clock of the long now, we got about 35 years before um, it's too late. And that's why we are occurring in more and more numbers. The natural ratio of students to teachers throughout the world is 1 to 30. One teacher handles 30 students. 1 in 30 is around 3%. 3% of the world's population is like you. And that represents currently about 225 to 230 million people. So there are 230 million people that are inclined to be like you. They just need some encouragement. Once they become encouraged, they will be willing both will and courage come from the heart center. Consequently, one, two, one, two, one, two, one. One, two, one, two, one, two, one. It's childlike, isn't it? And what are, chi what are children? Children are always in their heart, in their gut, in their belly. They walk around with these bellies that stick, you know, like ha, ha, ha. The little kids, you know, they always have the belly, you know, ha, ha, ha. And they walk around and they're in their heart. They, they say that young, in, young, young children have something like 400 belly laughs a week. And that adults can't remember the last one they had. This is our time. This is our time. And we have to give ourselves 
the authority to climb up the back of the wave, which everybody is talking about, how was your day? I worked really hard. As if working hard is a badge of honor. No, working hard is a misunderstanding. It's like asking a surfer, so how was your day? How was your surfing today? And the surfer says, oh, I worked really hard. I just swam after waves all day, you know? And you see the surfers out there. The wave is rolling, and here are all these surfers just swimming behind them as fast as they can, you know? How you doing? Oh, I'm working really hard. Oh, great, good, fantastic. When are you going to ride a wave? Well, I don't think I have the authority. I'm, I'm just a hard worker. No, you have to go through the suffering and the determination to get to that balance, which then allows you to ride the wave of devotion. Devotions are love and joy and faith and trust and inspiration, hope. This is our time. But we can't do it by following. We can only do it by leading. Lead in the wave. Get on the wave. Get to the top of the wave. I am the top of the wave. I am on the top of my wave. Take your chances. Declare your mastery. I am the one, say it. I am, I am not the only one. But I am the one. Two thousand years ago, Lord Jesus said that, and everybody turned around and said, He's the one. <laughs> he said the same thing. He said, Okay, everybody, I am the one. Say it. I you, am. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're the present day. You're good. But they all said, when he said, I am the one, say it, and everybody went, you are the one. <laughs> and no, and he probably did go, no, no, but they left that gospel out of the book. <laughs> no, idiots. Why did you say such a stupid thing? <laughs> right? So, in today's world, 230 million messiahs, if we step up. Now, can you imagine? Can you imagine 230 million people? That's like two-thirds of the population of the United States. And this is, this is global. This is not like just Americans. I almost did my... Excuse me. I had a, I had a flawed moment there. Um, 
230 million people globally that are ready for their, for their prophecy, their, their Masaya. But I'm just asking you, can you imagine how quickly this place would be cleared up? With 230 million people across the world, and I use this as a metaphor, who are all walk on water enlightened. Heal with the touch enlightened. So vulnerable that they allow the cosmic energy through them rather than trying to claim it for themselves. And when you allow the cosmic energy through you, you have that capacity. And the ones that don't go out and you know show it off are the ones that will be able to maintain it. So this is important because you are all those people, every one of you, every single one of you and 230 million across the planet. And it's our task to rise up because Yogi Bhajan said in, his, in, in one of his lectures during the course, uh, in one of his video lectures during the course, if you have a talent and you ignore that talent, you will have to come back. And then he went on to say, when you're in the womb and you've had to come back, and when you're in the womb, he said, I want you to look down at your hands and feet and see if they are truly hands and feet or maybe it's cloven hooves. That's freaky. <laughs> then he said, or maybe you're a centipede. That's really freaky. Because there's a guarantee that you're a human now. But there's no guarantee beyond now. Beyond this incarnation. You let this go to waste. You have a talent to be Messiah. And you blow it. Mm-mm-mm. This is the only lecture that, and I hear it, you know, about every couple of years when I teach this particular quote. This is the only lecture that I listen to that literally scares the hell out of me. So I, as the hell leaves me, because it scares the hell out of me, I go, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> no, it's freaky. Can you imagine not using your talent, not displaying your talent, not being your talent, because do I have the right? Am I authorized? Am I being too ego, ego, you know, what is it? Too egoic. That's a weird word. Egoic. We will destroy that word. I am egoic. Say it. I am egoic. <laughs> when somebody says you're full of yourself, say thank you.
And he went on to say that all of the pushback, you know, all of those deflect, 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 deflect. All of the attacks deflect, deflect, deflect. And he gave us this additional um, meditation, which was this. And he said, it means, I don't care, 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 I don't care. It's a toughie to not care for that long, you know, 31 minutes. But by the end of that 31 minutes, you really don't care. As a matter of fact, you don't give a, you don't give a fill in the blank. You don't care because you're so done with caring and that's where we have to be because that kind of care is what's called being careful. Yeah, can we turn? Does anybody know how to run the machine? Can we turn? People are putting on their, their ski. Their, 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 people are putting on their ski. I, it's, I'm freezing up here. But that's because it's LA, right? Water in LA freezes at 54 degrees. Because when it gets to be 54, everybody says, wow, it's freezing. <laughs> That's what we have to do. We have to be absolutely carefree, never careful, and never care less. We must be carefree, and we must ride the wave of our devotional self into the mastery that we are. And that mastery doesn't look like what the careful society of human nature used to declare it was. It was always, you know, upper crust and all that hierarchical nonsense. No, mastery looks like the forest, all different kinds of vegetation co-operating, co-operating, co-relating, correlation, coordination, cooperation, co-manding. Hmm? Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success. And it'll be a lecture with a pranayama, a breathing exercise, and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day. And then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation. And these will be like 11 minutes. And then there are also going to be audio files, which are guided 11-minute meditations. 
which you can listen to. And that's all within gurusing.com. Satnam.